Welcome to the Throwback Podcast. This is the podcast where Travis and Susie talk shit about all the movies of their childhood, those made in the 80s and 90s, and see how they stack up through a 2021 lens. Enjoy. Greetings and salutations, ladies and gentlemen, everyone else in between and undecided, and welcome to Expedition 15 of the Throwback. I am joined uh, by my illustrious, uh, magnificent, and superlative co-host, soon-to-be multimedia megastar, Susie Jones. How are you this evening? I am wonderful this evening. Thank you. How are you? I am fine and dandy. I think it's we're all just glad to be here with you and to say we knew her first. It'll be like that. It'll, it'll be like that person you know who went to school with one of the Hemsworth's babysitters. You're like, oh, I knew somebody babysat Luke Hemsworth for a week in 1994. I was in a play with Luke country. Hemsworth. I was in a play with him. <laughs> there you go. Uh, and he was the most talented one. The, the, absolutely. The Stephen Baldwin of the Hemsworth clan. Um, this is the throwback. Welcome aboard. What is the throwback? The throwback is the podcast where we uh, dig down into the depths of our childhood and teen years, find some nuggets of gold, bring them to the surface and then re-explore them under a magnifying glass go does this hold up in other words we watch films we like when we were kids uh and boy oh boy wowee do we have a absolute cracker for you this week for those who uh well you wouldn't have listened to the other episodes because they haven't gone up yet but you will if you're working progressively through the episodes the last one you would have listened to uh would have been about braveheart i think um and uh you would have heard at the end the, the joy in our voices as we spun the wheel and ended up on 1985's The Care Bears movie. Uh, I, I know. How, how excited were you, Susie? I um, not at all. No, that, I think that's fair. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we, well, I did make my way into Susie's apartment the following evening to, uh, to, to watch The Care Bears movie, which was surprisingly easy to, to acquire. Yeah, I, um, I was astonished to find that it was on stand. Like astonished. I know the, the amount of stuff you go. Oh, I, I want to see this movie, and you go, not on stand, not on Prime, not on Netflix. It's on not made, not on Disney Plus, not on Apple. In fact, it's not available in this country at all. Um, and usually higher profile shit than the Care Bears movie. But here we are. What is the Care Bears? The Care Bears, if you are a Gen Z or a Gen Y, perhaps, uh, and you're too young to remember. I don't know if they still make them or not, but. Um, the Care Bears were, I, I guess, a set of... Well, I know it was re-released, but I suspect even the re-release was too long ago now. See, like, occasionally you find out the stuff is still happening. Like, obviously, My Little Pony is still very much a thing. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, My Little Pony and, like, Cabbage Patch Dolls, they got re-released and kids lose their minds over them and stuff like that. Um, I, I feel He-Man like... is still a thing. Transformers yeah. is still a thing. Exactly. These are all toys... Actually, I think this is a key line for all of that is these were lines of toys, yes. which they then made TV shows, cartoons and such to promote the line of toys. And in the end, the cartoons almost took on the life of their own in the sense that people forget that they were toys first and that they were instead of 
you think that you know the toys were made from the car so it made to promote the cartoon rather than vice versa that's definitely the case i think for for he-man and for transformers um i do not feel like it's the case for care bears do not you don't think that they made the toy first Oh, no, I don't think that anybody forgot that they made the toy. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 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 <laughs> I, think the, I think the show has been, unfortunately, sadly forgotten, but you just know, like, they're probably going to bring it back. Uh, a friend of mine uh, went to a Comic-Con type thing here in Melbourne this week, and they actually had one. Envious, rest of the world, who was not, uh, it was still being locked down. We have Comic-Cons. And she went as Rainbow Bright today. Oh, uh, I love so, Rainbow Bright. Yeah. I had. That was a so- shit. Yeah, when I was a kid, I had the Rainbow Bright horse, um, and that was amazing. But unfortunately, we also had a rather vicious, chewy dog when I was a kid, and that dog managed to chew off all four hoofs off my Rainbow Bright horse. So <laughs> it was walk. It was this beautiful white thing with the rainbow like um, hair and tail and all the rest of it, with just like four little plastic stubs sticking out of the, <laughs> the, the feet at the bottom. It was quite sad by the end. It just sounds like a lot like uh, the never-ending story when a tree's horse sinks into the mud. It was just like... It, um... it, it was very much like that, yes. <laughs> um, so you might notice we are scooting around the issue here a little bit. That's what we in the industry call stretching. Yeah. Uh, because this film... Now, we've seen some dreck in this show. I mean, we sat through... Crawl. Crawl. We tried. Uh, uh, we sat. We sat through. Uh, girls just want to have fun. Girls just want to have fun. Is the fucking Citizen Kane of eighties films compared to this? Like, I mean, like you know, at least we got to see Sarah Jessica Parker in her underwear. I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, it's <laughs> it was something. It was something in that, right? It was. It was, it was cheesy at least. Uh, we had, Helen Hunt's overacting, that's what we got. This, oh, God, Lord. Um, I think what struck me first was how poor the animation was. Really bad. I mean, it's really bad. And, I mean, it goes to show um, how spoiled we've been during our lifetimes. Like, even even the, the Disney animations when we were kids were still pretty good. And like, you know, for me, the the... the Little Mermaid and I mean the Lion King that was I was still a kid when the Lion King came out right and that was brand new type of animation then you bring on Pixar and all the rest of it this was like I mean this could be my best friend's daughter River who I love to be it's this could have been her drawing this shit and she is seven um and perhaps she would have done it better it was it was really when you compare it to films like Disney were releasing Fantasia, I think, in the early 80s. You know, I don't think they made a lot of the animation in the mid-80s. I mean, films like, I don't know, The Dark Crystal uh, or The Secret of Nim, if you remember. The 80s people my age, you might remember some of these animated films. I haven't seen them for a long time, but these are their contemporaries, and you can see how... I mean, this is all hand, hand-drawn hand animation. This is well, well clear of the... Uh, well before the... Um, the uh, computer animation age. Do you know the first computer animated feature film? Uh, was that not Toy Story? It was Toy Story. Is it? it was the first computer generated feature. Uh, so it's ten years from this film. Um, and but you can see it was compared to its contemporaries. Like you're right. This would probably look kind of shit house for Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, probably would have got away with the Saturday morning cartoons. But for a feature film to be this poorly animated, it's 
it's incredibly obvious. Well, the re- the reality is is that it was clearly the same animators who did the Kebbers cartoon, which was Saturday morning cartoons, that just turned this into a seventy seven minute pile of shit. Um, like they just yes. they just drew more pictures. They they did nothing else to create this into something. I think you make it, I mean, an excellent note there that it is a seventy seven minute long film. And we've noted this before, but like when we watched um, Bill and Ted, um, that that's 90 minutes just was over in a flash. It was such a fun and light and enjoyable time. You don't even notice it's gone. Um, sometimes you do notice the time pass. Like this weekend just passed, I sat through the new Netflix movie, uh, Army of the Dead, starring Dave Bautista. It Ooh. is a two and a half hour zombie movie. I watched that and, several hours ago. And I hated it and I it was like two and a half hours and I was like I was looking I was doing that thing you do when you click on the clicker and you see how much longer it's got to go and you're like ah how has this got 40 minutes to go um so that's it's two and a half hours it's a very long running time film whereas this 77 minutes should be over in a blink of an eye but no that it was not our experience was it um no no it was not our experience in fact our experience was Oh my God! How do we still have forty-five minutes of this go? Like, uh, how has it only been ten minutes? Oh, it, it like it was it was bad. We muted it after I think. I was going to say, minutes. I I think it six might be a stretch, but I was going to say I feel like we do need to confess to our audience that I don't think we managed to make it through more than I hazard a guess, probably fifteen to twenty minutes before the mutant button went on. And our level of interest in the film went from about a one to a minus 12. Yeah, um, I, like I cannot hand on heart say that I have seen this film. Like I, I, I can't say I, that. Well, it was on in the background. So, you know, it was there. But I guess let's, let's give it the, you know, the impression that we're actually being a fair reviewer here. And what is the synopsis? The, the Care Bears team up with a troubled brother and sister who just moved to a new town to help a neglected young sorcerer's apprentice whose evil magic book causes sinister things to happen. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know that I can add much to that because I really wasn't paying much attention. But no. uh, there was a bit of an emo teen who gets, you know, uh, laughed at by because he, he, he does his shithouse magic, um, which I should note, anybody who does magic like that, strong incel energy, yes. clear, uh, young fellas, if you're out there and anybody tells you that's a way to impress girls, just learn some card tricks, fucking run. Yeah. Don't is, walk, run is, away from that, that person. Is not true. It, it is bad advice. I, I, I don't fuck anybody who does card tricks, okay? Guys, it's not happening. Um, <laughs> uh, that's not really saying much, I should note. Um, but anyway, so yes, he's a bit of an incel, strong incel, and she finds him an evil magic spell book, which lets him do evil magic. Uh, and the Care Bears, uh, I, I forgot the name of their headquarters uh, in the clouds, which is like uh, like Camelot, but Carolot, Carolot, Carolot? Carolot, Carolot, because they're Yeah, but you get it, Carolot, it's yeah. like Camelot, but it's not Care, because they're called Care Bears. Yeah, it's Aye. clever. Um, and uh, yeah, and then they, they get the Carolot, gets all fucked up by, um, by the uh, the incel teen and his magic spellbook, but um, uh, what I do recall is the way they resolve it is by the awesome Care Bear Stare, um, yes. which 
Um, sounds kind of sinister when you hear about it. Um, but And it really isn't a whole lot of staring going on. They just hold hands and think happy thoughts and shoot lasers or something out of their chest. Because each of the Care Bears has a different superpower, I guess, like a, a focus area. Maybe their PhD. They all have separate PhDs in different stuff. So we have Swift Heart Rabbit, Share Bear, Baby Tugs Bear, Grumpy Bear, Birthday Bear, Secret Bear, Bedtime Bear, Wish Bear, Kettle Heart Lamb. Um, is that a... I don't know. I don't know. Um, okay. but, but anyway, they all have a different, a different sort of quirk. Superpower. Um, superpower. Superpower. I don't know what Secrets Bear's superpower was. He just doesn't say anything. Um, whispering is not a superpower. I called it. Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but they all held hands and they shoot lasers out of their chest and they, they, they stuff happened. And the incel kid learned about the error of his ways and decided to stop going to seminars by pickup artists. Um, <laughs> that's, at least that's what that was. That was my recollection. I I, I, I recall. I recall even less. So I'm I'm going to go with your version. Yeah, I mean that, that would have been more fun. I mean, it's it certainly one thing we have noticed here was the significant number of um, Jeffrey Epstein jokes that I was making during the process <laughs> yes. of it, and probably considering I don't want to get cancelled. Uh, I'm probably going to leave it at that and say, I'm, just be glad you weren't in the same room if you if you find off-color jokes offensive. <laughs> and, and, you know, sympathy for Susie, who did have to listen to my terrible Jeffrey Epstein jokes. Oh, you know what? It was still better than listening to the fucking Care Bears movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, so I guess let's be a little bit, you know... Um, critical here i mean so we've said the animation is beyond awful i'd be thinking if you show this to your kids i mean neither of us have kids but we're going to talk about it anyway i think they would be pretty pretty annoyed and i think i would think it's my struggle to hold their attention a little bit unless they're very very young i i i think i let me start again so i would compare this to the likes of bluey which is designed for very very little kids these days very very simple animation it's very simple storylines like that's like bluey is what this should have been back in the 80s right and bluey can hold the attention of kids for the whole episode yeah the episodes are short but like kids love bluey um this i cannot imagine holding the attention of any kid this day um this the animation was terrible the voices were like almost incomprehensible. You couldn't even understand what they were saying because they just did that ridiculous high-pitched kind of, I don't know, tone throughout it. Um, and the storyline was non-existent. Like it was it was just terrible. It was terrible. Um, it, it's interesting. I find, I know a lot of adults who like Bluey. Like a lot of people who are parents actually I, say, no, it's actually pretty good. Oh, I love Bluey. Like when I, when I go and stay with um, my best friend and her daughter, River, who the seven-year-old and she's absolutely amazing but back when she was like I don't know three or four or whatever um and she wanted me to watch sit down and watch Bluey and I was like yeah all right I love you I will do it and I sat down and I'm like can we watch another one <laughs> it was so good I really enjoyed it uh, so I, I think we should maybe selling uh, Bluey's good name by putting it in the same bucket other than the same maybe we're targeting the same market um, yeah, absolutely. That's what I'm saying is that they're tar yeah. so Bluey is targeting the same kind of age bracket that this was targeting back in the 80s. Um, but and and is very simple animation. 
um, you know, I mean, Bluey is better animation, but, you know, we're also talking nearly 40 years later, so one would hope that things have improved, but very simple still. Um, but uh, Kebez had, had Kebez took no appreciation for their audience and what they might like to see. They just decided, we've got some bears, we want to tell a story, kids will like this because it's Care Bears. Like there was no... They just shat, they just shat something out to make a bunch of money is essentially... Exactly what they've done here and they've done it as cheaply as possible there are some songs i think the songs are probably what tipped it over the edge for us um definitely and it hit the view button so this movie by the way did make money um it was on a made for two million dollars mm-hmm. i've made 23 million dollars at the box office mm-hmm. uh if you compare it to disney's the black cauldron which came out the same year uh it cost 44 million dollars to make wow um so well, you know, over I mean, 20 times as much. Well, let's face it. This this one was on our list not because one of our six um, Facebook followers suggested it um, in a comment. This was on the list because this was one of your movies, right? Like, no, this, yeah, yeah. yes. <laughs> okay, let's just keep it down. Keep it down. <laughs> over reputation. Um, you know, yes, I did like this movie when I was about nine, I guess. I would have been about eight or nine when it came out in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, which maybe was a little old for this kind of thing, but um, I don't know. I think the market maybe was different in the eighties. Um, I feel like less I'm, choice. It was certainly less choice, and I feel like maybe kids are a little bit more mature now. I mean, a little bit more picky about things. Like, I mean, you have access to twenty years of um, of Pixar, as you said, and the Pixar don't make bad films. No, they don't. They haven't. They just don't do it. They haven't made a bad film yet. So. Uh, if the worst thing you've ever done is Cars 2, then you've been a pretty successful studio. Exactly. Um, and all thing, the cool thing about those films is that, but like I could sit down and enjoy Toy Story with a seven-year-old mm-hmm. and the seven-year-old's going to enjoy it. I'm going to enjoy it, but we're going to enjoy different things. Yeah. Um, so, and that's the genius of what Pixar does. And mm-hmm. so I feel like when you've grown up with Pixar, you're going to be a little bit pickier about your entertainment. Um, yeah. And these kids have got access to so much of it. But yes, I did enjoy this, and I was a significantly less choosy kid. I I can say a few years ago, I bought my brother a DVD for Christmas as a sort of joke. Um, the He Man Shira Christmas Special. <laughs> um, I thought this would be fun to watch. Oh, I love shout He-Man. out to Matt! I, uh, you got Matt. the awesome Christmas present that year. I, I don't think Matt had a problem with it. We sat down and we watched it for it. was just going to be fun. But um, one thing I noticed straight away was, again, that really, really cheap, bad you know, animation. cheap animation. Yeah. Um, and really lousy voice acting. Um, just two things that you're just not going to get away with today, I think, because no. animation's come a long way in the West. So, but, And as you said, the vo- voices are terribleness. The songs were awful. The main song was by Carol fucking King. Yeah, uh, Shame, 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 shame. I mean, you know, the great Carol King, uh, and it was called Care A Lot. I don't know if she wrote it for the song, um, but it uh, it was kind of shit. Um, yeah, I, I, shame, shame, shame. Um, but <laughs> what's a, that's about as much as you can sort of say about the film. And it's, oh, uh, what was I thinking when I was a kid? Um it was hard, hard slog, this one. It was just a, an uphill battle all the way. Um, and look, is it's not problem? It was, it's not problematic, but I, I do think there's a certainly, 
maybe it's just says something about my brain that I certainly found you could do something very creepy with the Care Bears. So um, maybe that's an idea for a reboot. Uh, Saw means the Care Bears. I, it I, writes I, itself. Oh, Jesus. I, look, I, I think my, if I was just to give like a walk away, this is my comment. Um, it is not, it's not necessarily concerning from a 2021 lens or 2020s lens as we talk about movies. But I would say to anybody that was thinking, you know, if they've got a two or three year old kid, should I get them to watch Care Bears the movie? I'm just going to say no, because frankly, it's a pile of shit. Just don't waste yours or your kids' time. It's just actually just there's awesome. so much better stuff out there for you. Yeah, you know, for you. I mean, like get Disney exactly. Plus. There's probably stuff on there. Yeah, like you said, you just, there's probably quite a number of seasons of Bluey to work through now on the ABC. Well, I was about to say, just rewatch four episodes of Bluey. It'll take the same amount of time, and you'll be so much more entertained. Like, just do that. I don't know if they still make Adventure Time. I think that's pretty good. Um, maybe it's a little older. I don't know. Um. I went to a football game once and there were a lot of kids very excited that there were some people dressed up as the people from Adventure Time. So uh, um, I know that Adventure Time is a thing. Um, I don't know when it started. I do not know if it has ended. Um. <laughs> it's it, interesting. It's it, Some of the same guys who do Rick and Morty did some of the stuff, I think, at least voice work on there. Well, so, that would be um, why I don't know because I never liked Rick and Morty either. Ah, uh, so yeah, it ended in 2018, but hey. You've got a number of seasons there. I don't know. Check it out and see if that's something you're interested in watching with your kids. We're not here to recommend shit for your kids. That's not what yeah, we're here exactly. for. Exactly. You um, do not listen to now, this podcast because you want kid recommendations. <laughs> just to make sure you are, dear listener, used to a show of the usual length and the usual quality and, you know, a maturity and you know level of discourse that sort of elevates the conversation above, the, you know, the mundanity of everyday life and what you expect from the mainstream media. Just to make sure I wanted to make, because I knew this was going to be a very short conversation, having muted the movie and not knowing anything about the movie as a result, that I was able to, you know, give you what you came for and just sort of pad the episode out with something, you know, that you might actually find interesting. So that said, I am now going to be reciting a list of 400 euphemisms for sexual intercourse. You're welcome. <laughs> a bit of crumpet. A bit of how's your father, a bit of the old in-out, in-out, accommodation, active darkness, adult nap time, afternoon delight, aggressive cuddling, agreeing on stuff, amorous congress, assault with a friendly weapon, attacking the pink fortress, baking the potato, bam, bam, in the ham, banana in the fruit salad, <laughs> bandicooting, barney mugging, Basket making, batter dipping the corn dog, beard splitting, beating guts, bedroom rodeo, belly bumping, bending her over a barrel and showing over 50 states. It's a very American centric. I don't like that. Ooh, Bisecting I don't the like triangle. Blitzkrieg met them Fleischgewehr. That's German. We're equal opportunity. Uh, blowing the groundsels. Bodging, boffing, boinking, bone storming, boning, boom boom, bopping squiddles, bouncy bouncy, bringing an al dente noodle to the spaghetti house, buck wilding, bulging the back of the old onion pack, <laughs> buttering the biscuit, 
burping the worm in the mole hole, burying the weasel, bushwhacking, buying frisbees, buzzing the brillo, cattle prodding the oyster ditch with the lap rocket, corking the tub. Sorry. Um, I should probably stop there. Um, I don't want to give too much of his shit away for free. Um, <laughs> but if anybody's interested in my source material, I will, of course, share. Um, should I spin the wheel before I uh, get us cancelled? Please, please, please do. Meanwhile, I think my favourite was Bopping Squiddles. That, Bopping that Squiddles was, is pretty good. That's um, pretty good. I like, we missed that one here. It's called Chesterfield Rugby. Uh, sounds classy. Um, so no, I'm going to spin. It, gonna... it does not sound fun. And it's spinning, it's spinning, it's spinning. And we are on Willow. Oh, yay! So I think this is one of yours, but I do recall seeing it when I was young too. This is the. 88? 86, maybe? 86, hey, 88. 1988, Willow starring uh, Val, Kilmer. Val Kilmer and his future wife, Joanne Whaley. Uh -huh. uh, and of course, the great the great Warwick Davis as Willow himself. Um, In one of his first directed, movies. Directed by Ron Howard, written by George Lucas. A young farmer is chosen to undertake a perilous journey in order to protect a special baby from an evil queen. Uh, this has a 47 on Metacritic, um, which is crazy. It's one of those films that um, just didn't connect with the, uh, the, the critics, apparently, can I stream it? Um, so uh, that should hopefully be easy enough to find. This could be one of those weird ones like we were talking about where you just go, yeah, yeah nah, you're not allowed to watch that anymore. Um, you know what? It might be something that I actually have on DVD. I may have, uh, I may have yeah. uh, taken away the DVD in my possession, but uh, we will check. It is on Disney Plus, so I don't um, sign up for a free trial and uh, okay. cancel it. Um, but anyway, we, we should be able to get our hands on Willow. That is next week's film. So that's going to be from the sublime to the ridiculous right here. Um, and, you know, it's going to be a more well-rounded discussion because there's all sorts of things going on in that film, right? I remember oh. being quite scared of that film apart. Oh, yeah. Right? There's actually a heat we're going to be able to talk about. I mean, I I love that movie, but there's going to be, like, I know, I can already think of half a dozen things that are very pro problematic to me with a 2020 lens. So, yeah. It's, it's just going to be a significant, we, we, we're not going to mute the film this time for, I guess, is the, the takeaway. Oh, hells no. I'm, I'm actually going to remember to bring my, like, my, my notebook and pen to take notes so that I can keep on top of all of my thoughts. But yeah, it's going to be awesome. Uh, so thank you, dear listener, for, for, for joining us and now future superstar. Uh, I think, and uh, if you like the show, don't forget to leave us a rating and a review on the podcast uh, app of your choice that you're listening to us on that helps and lets people know that we're not a couple of weirdos actually well yeah maybe not um yeah, but you know it, it tells tells the algorithm that you know we exist and stuff so do do that if you feel like it um you can find our facebook page should be in the description of the actual podcast you're listening to on your app of choice if you want to check us out jump on there give us a like tell us what you think tell us we suck Ask to hear the rest of that list, whatever you like. Um, uh, or if you want, chuck in a request. We do take requests. We've had requests from, from people before and, um, you know, we we value them. And I think someone actually gave it to me, said to me, I can't believe Breakfast Club isn't on the list. It, it was not a movie I gave a shit about when I was a kid. So unless, I never saw it either. 
So unless somebody actually requests that it goes on the list. Nah. Someone has requested it go on the list. So I did put it on the list and I'm like, it seems appropriate, but there you go. Like there's some very obvious choices. Like everyone loves the breakfast club, apparently, except us. <laughs> except so us. Um, um, there's going to be, that's going to be a different kind of experience, right? It's going to be like, no, I didn't love this as a kid. So I'm seeing this with my fresh 2021 eyes for the first time. Um, and that's, an interesting experience, a different kind of experience to watching the film for 10 minutes and meeting the rest and then just talking. Exactly. <laughs> Not that we do that. Um, no. But we anyway, did it once. Thank you. One time. We did it once. It's just the one time only, I swear. Um, and I can stop anytime I like. Um, uh, thank you very much for tuning in and downloading the show. Thank you to my illustrious co-host. Thank you. And good night. <laughs>